0: Hey, I'm Jesse. When I was speaking at the Moody Pastors Conference in Chicago, I met a guy who had this young kid in his ministry, he was like a genius and was killing it at school. Uh, this, this pastor, pastor of a church in Baltimore and Baltimore was being embroiled in riots at the time of our meeting and God laid it on my heart to counsel him regarding this young guy. What if it's God's will that he goes away? And he was struck by that, he said, how can I minister to the community if I'm sending people out of the community? I was like, it could be that God's calling him out. It could be the best thing for him because this kid could have had a full ride to Harvard or anywhere he wanted to go. Now, fast forward to doing ministry in the city of Seattle, where real estate is colossally expensive, and sometimes that's, I've had to eat my own words, I've had to do, take my own advice, and it, it's hard, man, it's hard to send someone out from your church, because I don't want to send people out of the church, we've got so many people to reach here, I want more people to come into the church, but we have a precedent going all the way back to the beginning of the church itself, the launch of the church into the New Testament era, that's sending out people, and sending out some of your best is a tradition that is as old as the New Testament. This is Acts chapter 13, beginning in verse one. Now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. This was the new hub. It was Jerusalem. Jerusalem was like where it was at. That was where it all began. Just as Jesus said in Acts 1.8, it began in Jerusalem, spread throughout Judea and Samaria. Now we're in Antioch. Antioch kind of became the new basis for the church, largely comprised of Gentiles. And Gentiles had, man, they had they had an all-star cast there. All right. If you can imagine a church that has all the all the best pastors and writers and teachers and musicians, and it's a really stacked deck, like that was Antioch. I and mean, they they got some heavy hitters here. Like the fact that Manan was a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, what, what an incredible connection that is. Saul himself was author of much of the New Testament. Simeon is there and we've seen him elsewhere in the text. Barnabas was a legend and that he was one of the first guys in the very, at the very birth of the church into the New Testament era to go give sacrificially. Barnabas wasn't even really his name. He was just called that. Bar Nabus means son of encouragement. He went and sold a field that he owned and gave all the proceeds to the church. We look at the story of Ananias and Sapphira where they gave an offering, but did so under false pretense to try to get some of the same kind of love and adulation that the Barnabas was getting and then they dropped dead for their false intentions. And sometimes we can overlook what prompted that to begin with, and that was Barnabas, this radical, incredible generosity. So Barnabas and Saul are about to be sent out Man, that's a punch in the gut to your church. It's going to cost you two of your your best guys. This is this is verse uh, this is verse two. As they were worshiping, man, that that's when God always moves, isn't it? You pay attention to the Holy Spirit's move during worship. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, we've done some of that. have got some cool stories about our fast corporately. The Holy Spirit said, "Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them." Uh oh. Then after they'd fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them off. This was the Holy Spirit's will is what God told them to do. And I imagine this, they had to have grieved this loss because these are two of their heaviest hitters in the church. I know that, and God's called them to go somewhere else. God's called them to go and proclaim the gospel where the gospel hasn't yet been proclaimed. See Paul's writing in Romans chapter 15. This was, this was a punch in the gut. And what that meant internally is that somebody had to step up that vacuum that was left behind by Barnabas, somebody else has to be that guy who comes up and practices the gift of generosity in radical, transformative, history-breaking ways. Now that Saul's gone, somebody else's gotta step up. Somebody else has to fill his shoes. And so this church began birthing churches. Now I know this was the Holy Spirit's will. They were worshiping the Lord when the Holy Spirit spoke. They were already fasting when the Holy Spirit spoke. And then, what did they do right after that? They continue. Verse three says, "Then after they fasted and prayed, like they continue fasting, they continue praying. They lay their hands on them. This is partly where this comes from." When we have missionaries appointed in our church, at the Redemption Church, we're gonna do this, we're gonna lay hands on them and pray over them and fast and pray and, and, and dedicate them to the Lord's service and send them off. That's, that's actually how Jesse and I kind of ended up here in Seattle, that our home churches prayed over us, and laid hands on us and sent us off, and here we are. Now we know this was the Holy Spirit's will because verse four, con, four confirms. so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, from there they sailed on to Cyprus. Sometimes it's God's will that you lose some of your best people. And so I'm prepared for that. I'm prepared for that. I'll praise God that day. Would you listen to the Holy Spirit's prompting? Who's next? Who's next within our church family to be called to go on mission? And I'm not just talking about a short-term trip. Those are great. I mean, by all means, join me and come alongside me as we train pastors uh, you know, in countries that I can't name on the internet. like uh, Join me and my bride as we go and encourage missionary families and minister to them as they minister to others. And, and join me as we go to Brazil and go door-to-door and share the gospel people who never heard it before. I want you to see revival break out. Do that, but it could also be that God has called you and your family to leave the Redemption Church. It could be that God has called you to go somewhere else, Would you listen to the Holy Spirit's prompting, all right, and speak up, and we will do exactly this. It'll... It'll be like a punch in the gut to, to lose you, but I mean, man, this is how it this is how it began. So who am I to say no to the Holy Spirit's will? Take a moment right now, go before the Lord and pray. Is this your will for me? Is this something that you're laying on my heart? And if if there's not a clear calling on your life, then take a moment and pray for whomever that is. Would you join me? Would you pray? Let's pray. God. I lift up my listener my viewer to you i pray that you would make your will known if you're calling families from the redemption church like we're just now getting off the ground here but if so was the church in antioch if you're calling some of them to go on mission full-time i pray the holy spirit of god you'd make that clear the next time we're together in worship and we will do what your church in antioch did we will fast we will pray as your holy spirit confirms it will lay hands on them and we'll send them out so God, if my listeners being so called, Holy Spirit, you make it clear right now. And if there's no such calling, I pray that they would continue in prayer now for more missionaries because we have so many people to reach. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now it's your turn. Pray for those who are called to go on mission.